Hello, and welcome to episode 31 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean McMenamin. This week, Sean and I are discussing boosting employee morale, tips and suggestions for a better work environment. So, with that, let's start the show. Sean, good afternoon. How are you doing today? Good, Les. How are you this week? I'm doing fine. How's uh, how's California treating you? Oh, very well. This time of the year is just awesome with the weather. You know, we're actually having pretty awesome weather. It's raining a little bit, but uh, not too bad. That's odd for, for Texas to have rain in August. I'm telling you, but I love it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so which kind of goes in line with our with our topic this afternoon because when it's cooler, morale is great. So today we're talking about uh, boosting and employee morale, and this is one of those topics where you can go in a lot of different directions. It has a lot of avenues to it, but it's very important to the environment to understand uh, your employees, your employee morale, and have good communication and have a plan for how you're going to tackle. Uh, employee morale and make sure it stays up. So, you know, I know that uh, one of the first things that everybody has a tendency to either want to go towards or talk about is the monetary aspect of employee morale. Should you just throw money at it? I think you and I are both on the same page there, but go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, um, to me, to me, your salary or your hourly wage is, is a given. It's kind of like we talk about quality. Quality should be a given in a, pro- in a product. Um, the, the folks that work for you should understand that, that their salary is part of what makes them happy, but it's not the only thing that makes them happy. Correct. And they, and they should be happy about working for a reasonable, a reasonable wage. Right. Um, but that, that shouldn't be what drives people to work in the morning. Right. What, what has them get up. Like what I always say is whenever I take over an organization uh, or group of people, you know, one of the things that I tell them is that my job is to make sure that you get up in the morning wanting to come to work. If, if you wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm dreading having to go to the office today, well, then that's a failure on my part as the leader because I haven't set up the atmosphere for you to want to come to work. Right. And I think that most people need to understand that uh, money is not going to make them happy. So you get into that whole discussion on uh, Maslow's uh, hierarchy and you know the important things in life. And, uh, um, you know, what, what that means, uh, to people and, you know, people have some things that are important to them, but money's not on that list. So people need to make sure that their morale issues, um, aren't necessarily driven by money requirements. That's true. Money, money can't make you happy, but there's a new country song out. I should have looked up who sang, who sings it, but I can't buy him a boat. And a truck. Yeah. And what, what do you need? All you need is a boat and a truck. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, you're, you're right. Money shouldn't be the driver. So as leaders of an organization, it's, you, should, you should be able to take the pulse of, of your group and understand how the morale is because I do believe productivity is affected by the morale of the organization, not just the training, not just you know the pay. That all feeds into it, but then the general sense of how the how – the, the, uh, the buzz is in the office is driven by the leader setting the tone on everyone's, you know, sense of, sense of, uh, being, you know, at the, at the office. So. Sure. And I think that, uh, you know, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong 
with bonuses and and monetary rewards. But I think you need, you've got to be very strategic about it and very focused on on how you use it, when you use it, and make sure that it's not overused. Yeah, yeah, because then you're going to be held over a barrel if, if people know that their their complaints can just get them more money. Yeah. And if you throw money at it, then there's really no there's no value in their services for the compensation that you offer. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's, it's almost like it's not a it's not a uh, uh, an intangible. Like I think when you're talking about the morale of the office, you're talking about intangibles. Now you do tangible things to to boost morale. And, and you have to boost morale as a group and as individuals. And something that we were talking about beforehand, you know, what, if the morale of the organization that you're leading is, it seems good, but there's one, one or two people, a small group, that morale isn't good. Well, you have to be able to understand, you know, why is that the case? Right. What, what are they seeing that's different than the rest of the organization? Right. You need to understand, you know, is this an isolated situation? Is this just this person's personality? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, why isn't it spilling over to the other people? And then you've got to decide, okay, if it's specific to this person, should I coddle that person? Should I not? And I think that that has to do with several variables. Does it happen often? You know, is this something that, uh, you know, you've got to deal with or they're going to quit? How important are they to the environment? You know, so there's several variables that you've got to take in consideration when you have those issues, especially when they're singular issues. Right, right. And the way to find those things out? What I always say is you have to you have to manage from your feet. Yeah, very good point. Yeah, you, you got to be- get up. You got to get up out of your chair and, and and walk around as the the leader of an organization. You have to go and, and say good morning to everyone and, yeah. when they when they come in and uh, understand what's what's going on. Now you don't want to waste a whole lot of time chit chatting about the football game or whatever first thing in the morning. But you do have to uh, make sure that the people that you're working with know that you understand what they've got to do. And I think that helps morale when they, when they know that their senior managers understand the efforts that they go through to get their job done. So that, that leads right into the first one that I had listed here, which is recognize your employees. So Mm -hmm. the, you know, the, uh, as we kind of get away from discussing money and start talking about uh, specific things that you can do to recognize your employees, the first one is just giving them praise you know, talking to them and praising them for either, you know, one, their hard work or certain things that they've done. Even if to you it seems like a simple thing and it's no big deal, people like hearing that, you know, hey, you've done a good job shipping this unit out the door. All the inspection papers were in good order and great job. Thumbs up, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Right. And the nice, the nice thing or, or a more powerful way of addressing that is that if you know that something is shipping – you don't have to go ask somebody, hey, what ship today? Yeah. And then they tell you and you say, hey, thanks for doing that. That, that. that seems like you're out of touch. So if you know that something is shipping or that a contract is being signed or something something important is happening and you go and say, hey, how did that go? Went well? And then you say, thank you. That's a nice problem in the back that people, people do value. Another one is um, uh, depending on how uh, distributed your organization is, is showing the employees of the results of their hard work. You know, so if you're a large organization, there, there can be employees that don't even understand what the end results are. So doing a good job of showing people, hey, here's your part in the process or here's, here's the outcome of what you did, that's another area that can help uh, boost employee morale. 
you know, one of the uh, things that we do where I'm at now is is the products that get generated from the services that we provide. So mm-hmm. the, the equipment and the services generate, among other things, with foodstuffs. So yeah. when there's when there's um, tomatoes or, or cheese or something that gets produced, we, we typically at our annual Christmas dinner show the folks, hey, your hard work over the year has generated, you know, 50,000 tons of tomatoes or something like that uh, for the world to consume because of, of the equipment that we provided to the manufacturer or the food person, the food manufacturer. Well, what a great way to make a link, you know. Yeah, that's and, the link. And I think that when employees have that link, that's just another small thing that helps improve morale because they feel like they're making a difference. Yeah, and showing them, rather than saying, "Hey, we made fifty million dollars this year." Yeah. Well, going if if you if you're showing them that the results of their efforts are the financial gains of the company, it's out of touch and disjointed from you know their hourly salary and and what they do day to day when it's an end of year number that you are measuring against. So we've talked about metrics, and and you don't want to you don't want to boost morale. You don't want to bring that into the morale. Hey, you did a good job because we made a whole lot of money. Exactly. And and all employees do when you say that, all they think or either say when you make a comment like, you know, $50 million is, why can't I have a million of that? <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, that's all they're thinking is, is if I just had a million of that, I wouldn't even have to work. Well, yeah. That, and then that wouldn't work. Then the company wouldn't make any money. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. so, so as, as a leader, as a leader in an organization, you have to think, beyond just those, you know, higher level financial metrics mm-hmm. and understand what will resonate with folks that you work with. Right. Another one would be giving employees uh, more responsibility. So actually expanding their role, uh, giving them more responsibility, depending, of course, on the employee, where they're headed, what they're doing. That's another way to, to uh, boost uh, morale. I think that's a really good way of doing it because you're giving them the, the, uh, the, the accountability to do something more than than what they've been doing in the past, mm-hmm. uh, and if if they have the accountability and the, the tools though to get it done, I was going to add yeah. that. Yeah, they, they yeah. need the tools. They need the direction. Right. You can't just toss something over the fence and say, "Hey, you do this," and you know, you you know, well, I'll appreciate it. But if they have to flounder, yeah. then you know what? It's more of a struggle. So you have to do it right with with the right support. And as a as a leader, that's what you're there for: clear hurdles and provide support. Yep. Exactly right. Um, treating them as people. <laughs> now, this one I'm sure comes up uh, maybe from environments where people are not treated so well. But uh, you Unless know, you work with robots. I don't know. I, I guess so. You know, but uh, I think the the main thing out of this one is just making sure that uh, you understand that that they have plights, that they have lives outside of the office. Uh, and one, you know, not that we want to dig into people's lives, but we should at least be engaged enough to know what's going on with people, um, and, and be able to help if we need to. Yeah. And then, you know, listening, listening is just as important as providing direction. Yeah. So when, when you, when you, you know, go and lead from your feet, like I say, and walk around and talk to people, you, you don't have to, you don't have to pry. You can just ask questions and typically people will want to open up. And talk, if, especially if they have a problem. And if and if they do, then you know you have to be a good listener and, and understand where to direct those issues. Then, of course, if it's something that you know you shouldn't be dealing with, or that that person really needs well, extra help. 
And that leads into the other one, which is uh, making sure that top management is available, listening, and engaged. Okay. Well, so good. You didn't yeah. give me this list ahead of time, so I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just lying here. Well, and, and, and this one I think that is the, is the point that management plays a key part in this, a huge part in ensuring that uh, employee morale stays high, and that is, is they've got to be available. You've mentioned just a second ago, you've got to get out, you've got to talk to people. You can't just sit in your ivory tower and, and just you know type on the computer all day. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you've got to be out listening, engaged, understanding what's going on, and, and that definitely makes a difference. That's, that's one of those intangible ones that's hard to see, but in the long run, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, and I've got an example of uh, an organization that I used to belong to where I would talk to you know, professional people, project managers, engineers, and, and they wouldn't know who the CFO was. They'd see, they'd see somebody walking through the office, and the only time they ever saw them was from the front door to their office, and that was it. They didn't know who they were. That person didn't walk around, didn't introduce themselves, didn't chat with anybody. And, and it, what it does, too, is it provides an intimidation factor. Yeah, you know the person is too aloof. You don't want to. You don't want to cross their path because you haven't engaged with them. They haven't engaged with you. So, so I think that's an anti-morale driver. You know, it drives morale in the wrong direction. If you do have certain certain leaders in the organization that don't engage with the people where others do, because then it provides a divide. It divides. It divides the uh, the message. Right, and I th- I think that creates a sterile environment. Yeah, you know, one that has no chance of growing. Right. But it's, and it's up to us, you know, the leaders that are in that in that group to tell those people that, hey, you know, you should go and engage with the people that are out there doing the work, you know, that has to get done. And, you know, sometimes people, they, they can't, they don't know how to do that. They don't know how to do their job very well. And they rise to the ranks, become a C-suite type person, but they can't, they can't really be cordial with people in a, in a fruitful manner. And so I guess that's, that's something that has to be worked on as a leadership team. Well, and I, a little side note, try not to go off too far off topic here, but that's one of the areas that I worry about our millennium group about with all the technology and stuff, so much texting and, you know, things like that, that if they're losing the capability to just talk to people, you know, communication is, is a skill anyways, you have to practice it. Uh, and, and a lot of these people, uh, in the technology age are just getting to where they just, you know, type and text and, and don't ever pick up a phone, uh, to, to call people or don't ever go out to, uh, you know, an area and communicate. And so I, if I just had to throw a little side warning out there to the, to the younger crowd, you know, when you get out in the business world, it, you know, you need to be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Sure. So offering training is another one, uh, another a morale booster. I think that people want to, so this kind of goes along with giving more people, uh, uh, advancement offerings, mm-hmm. but you know, giving them opportunities to learn more. Most people want to learn. Uh, there, I have met people where they've just said, you know, I don't want to know anymore. I just want to sit and do what I do. And that's it. I have known those people, but, but, uh, when you've got somebody that really is interested in learning to do more, invest in them, you know, mm-hmm. you take the time and, and actually, invest in them. And I think that that's another area that would boost morale. Absolutely. Yeah. Providing training, um, at the different levels yeah. uh, so that people do see, see a path, you know, and that does go along with, with, um, 
succession planning and things like that. You know, who who's going to step into that next spot when it becomes available? So if you invest in the people and show that you care, right, with the things that we've talked about so far, that will that will boost morale on an individual basis, but then that'll be collective if you do it across the board. Sure. Um so here's one where they start talking about uh, perks. Uh, it says give small perks with big personal impacts. I think the point of this one is is if you are going to do some perks and if you are going to give some uh, uh, personal items, it's best that it's something that makes sense to them. You know, if they're a big fisherman and you know you get them a, a rod and reel, I don't know. You know, yeah. uh, I, I, these these ones are kind of iffy to me. Um, you know, as to whether to do them. Now, you know, I do know in our environment, one of the things we're looking at doing, we oftentimes get things sent to us through some of the suppliers we work with. Uh, you know, they'll send us a, like we've gotten like yard chairs or grill really? grilling tools, or um, we got uh, some uh, phone chargers the other day, and they just sent it with our orders. We didn't ask for it or anything. Mm. But what we do with those items is we actually use those uh, as little gifts um, every once in a while throughout the year uh, to uh, just give to an employee that's kind of done something above and beyond. Say, hey, we got a little, we got a little uh, phone. We, in fact, that's what we gave to our intern this summer uh, for his hard work through the summer. We gave him a, uh, one of those little uh, phone chargers, uh, remote nice. phone chargers. Um, we've, you know, like I said, we've given uh, folding chairs and stuff like that. Now, of course, a lot of it has the supplier's advertisement on it. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, it's it's a nice little reuse of of small little perks, and everybody enjoys it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the thing that uh, I always um, think about when you talk about giving, you know, whether it's gift cards or, or you know gifts and things like that, is uh, that you do it equitably. Yes, um, I, I'm not a big fan of you know everybody gets the participation award. Um, so if, if somebody does something and you give them a, a little a little gift, well, then you better make sure that you understand what everybody is doing so that when they do that a little bit more, uh-huh. that, they, they, that they get something. Otherwise, it can turn the morale in the, in the organization um, the wrong way if, if there's the thought of favoritism. So, so we talk about salary and everybody gets a one-on-one um, discussion with their boss on what the salary is and that, that's okay. But when it's something that's given – for extra work, then you better make sure that, that anybody that's doing the extra work gets something. Otherwise, it could cause trouble. Yeah, that could backfire on you. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, but then again, it goes to the, the manager has to understand what's going on. Sure. Okay. And, and this is kind of that uh, trophy mentality where, you know, everybody doesn't necessarily receive the, you know, equal items. There can be a first place, a second place, and a third place. We don't have yeah. to just hand out participation awards. Right, but if somebody does if somebody does the extra and yeah. they get looked over, they're less likely to do the extra next time, and yeah. that's not what you want. You want you want that extra to be done. So another one is uh, being transparent and keeping the staff in the loop. This goes all mm-hmm. the way back to just being good communicators, um, you know. And it, this this is sometimes hard, depending on you know personalities, depending on environments, depending on culture. Uh, but this is one area where people just need to work at it, and, and they just have to. You know what I mean? Well, I, I think we're we're on the de- the downside of the slope of knowledge is power. I think less and less people 
believe that knowledge is power, that sharing knowledge is good. Yeah. Um, but but you do have you do have certain elements still in the workforce that think that knowledge is power, and if they keep the knowledge to themselves, then they have the power. But uh, you know, as a as an observant leader, you need to you need to break that and, and make sure that from the corner office or from whatever whatever area you're in charge of, the, the proper communication as much as possible can get out to the folks. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I don't see if you've got the right environment. I don't see holding information as giving you any sort of advantage. Uh, and, and company confidential information, you know, you don't have to share because now we're going back to either new product development or, or financials, and, and you don't want to live, you know, with that with 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 that type of information right. um, as the as the mechanism for having your employees high morale. You don't right. want that to be the, the boost for high morale. So this next one, I think, is 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 a good one. Uh, I enjoy this one, and that is making the office fun. You know, when I think of this one, I always think back of of when we had those Thanksgiving uh, events where you know we do the egg toss off the roof, or you know, and of course we were in you know a group of engineers, and you know we did one year we did the catapults, and we would have departments and uh, you know grouped together to to um, compete against other departments, mm-hmm. and you know you had to do things like use only. Um, office equipment and tools uh, to make your item or whatever it was. But <laughs> making the environment fun, uh, yeah. I think, was is a big part of that. And that was a, a great example. Of course, I know what you're about to say, so go ahead and say it. Yeah, it was always painful when the accountant <laughs> You know, it's funny. You just cut out right then. <laughs> but but yeah, what, see, what see, it's but what Sean it's said was it was always fun it was always fun when the accountants won. That he that's not what he said. <laughs> that's not what he meant at least. <laughs> yeah. That's and now funny. If, if I keep breaking up if I keep breaking up and you can't hear me then I'll uh, I'll have to complain about IT as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, engineers never want to be beat by accounting or IT. <laughs> Just doesn't seem right. Um Yeah, you want a quick you want a quick joke? Do we have enough time? Sure, go go for it. Three engineers are going to lunch, a mechanical engineer, a chemical engineer, and a computer engineer. They get into the car, and the car doesn't start. The mechanical engineer says, hmm, maybe we better check the starter. The electrical engineer says, ah, maybe it could be the battery. And the computer engineer says, why don't we get out of the car and get back in? Maybe it'll start. <laughs> I like that one. That's good. <laughs> ba boom Yeah, and I did that fast. Hopefully, we can follow. No, it's good. That's good. Um uh, and then the last one I have listed here on this on this list was ask the employee what mo- motivates them. Ask the employees, you know, mm-hmm. talk to them. You know, I, that one seems obvious, but you'd be surprised how many people would say I've never been asked. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's that's true, and, and I think that's good mental exercise for for the employees. What, what, you know, what motivates me? You know, you got to go to work because you have to have a job. It's just that seems to be the way it is, but. But what really motivates you? What inspires you to do the job that you're doing? And I think asking that question as the leader um, expands expands the relationship between the leader and, and the employees, as well as expands the employee's mind as to yeah, thinking why am I doing this and why do I like it? Yeah. So I've got a list here that we that we can end on that are kind of some uh, offbeat. Uh, items that may or may not help with some employee morale. I just thought the list was uh, kind of interesting and I wanted to you know, kind of quickly hit and touch on 
touch on a on a few of these. Um, uh, the first one was uh, eradicate emails. <laughs> now, of course, we're not going to eradicate emails, but I do think that email sometimes gets overused, and you know, uh, so that that's an interesting one. Uh, this next one is kind of wild. Let go of jerks. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, there's no doubt that uh, morale can be uh, uh, affected by people that are not easy to work with. Yeah, well, you know what? If you have a, if you have a jerk that uh, knows a lot, he could be he could be adversely affecting four or five other people that know a good bit. Yeah. And is it worth keeping one guy that knows a lot against four people that know a good bit and have the potential to learn a lot? Right. Good point. Yeah. Develop strong and transparent promotion tracks. That's a good one. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, Yeah. succession planning, promotion track. Encourage real lunch breaks. (laughs) So far, I I haven't seen that one being a problem in our environment. (laughs) Most people (laughs) right out the door when lunch goes. (laughs) Uh, Increase vacation days. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, to me, I could put that one in the category of monetary. Sure. You got to be careful with that one. It's it's no different than giving them a bunch of money. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know the thing is, you know, say you move jobs and you're you've been in your career whatever 10, 15, 20 years, and you move jobs. You typically you typically when you go to another job, you say, you know what, I had two weeks vacation my own place. I'd like three weeks now. Yeah, and, and and if they want you, they'll give it to you. You know, do you really spend it? Do you really spend the vacation? Do you? To me, I would say I would say give ad hoc days off. Yes. To me, that would be that would be a higher morale booster than just saying everybody's got fifteen percent more vacation days. Celebrate work anniversaries. Sure, I, we we do anniversaries and birthdays. Yeah, we do too. Yeah, yeah. it's group though, so it's kind of a a group thing. You know, we do it uh, once a quarter. So for the three months, everybody's birthday and. An anniversary gets recognized. That's good. So, so yeah, yeah, it's good. But you know, I, I don't know. It's it's nice that the thing is everybody gets together, and for yeah. whatever reason, as long as you get everybody together and you celebrate something, yeah, then I think it's a, it's it's good for morale. Bring your family to work day. <laughs> that one I'm not sure I like so much. <laughs> Depends on yeah. your environment. I don't know. You know, people might like to see what you do. Well, yeah, that's true. Although, yeah, I think it kind of ruined me because my daughter, my daughter, actually, all my kids think that an engineer just sits behind a computer and doesn't do much. But yeah, that's not the truth. <laughs> not at all. No. Um, uh, incorporate play. We talked about that a little bit. Yeah. You know, having fun. You know, it's 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 a it's a good idea to have a little bit of fun every once in a while. You know, if you can't laugh and enjoy yourself, you know, you got to do that. Mm-hmm. Um. This one's interesting. Offer sabbaticals. <laughs> I, yeah, that, that's a, that's a more European thing. I, I have my cousin. Actually, my cousin's an engineer, and um, the old company that he used to work for gave sabbaticals, and, and the new company that he works for now doesn't give sabbaticals. So after like six months, he quit. Yeah, <laughs> to go on a sabbatical. That can that can definitely spoil you, wouldn't you think? Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I guess once every five years, if you give somebody. You know, whatever six months off yeah. as a sabbatical. I mean, that, that's that's some higher level thinking by an organization. Yeah, and usually those are you know pretty large organizations where you've got employees that can cover you. I think in a small environment, that'd be very difficult to do. But you know what? It's something that should be on the list that you, you should think of if if you if you can keep you know high performing individuals yeah 
sabbaticals might be a good thing to do. Reinvent team building exercises. Yeah, I like team building, but you know, that's the thing. How often do you do them? How often do you need to do them? And how long do they stick? How long does it last? Right. Um, but I do, I do believe that they are very beneficial to, to relationship building, whether it's morale um, or relationship building. I think, I think when you do a team building exercise, you definitely connect closer with a few people in the group. So I think that, uh, you know, in summarizing this whole thing, you know, uh, morale is very important. And we as leaders have to recognize what it takes to ensure that we're con- controlling morale and staying in touch with morale. Um, and I think there's a lot of creative things that people can do to ensure that uh, morale is supported and helped. Right. It's one of the things uh, from leadership that has to be on their checklist of things to keep tabs on. We talk yeah. about metrics. You know, the, the morale metric might be one that, that should be uh, looked at often. Yeah. How would you measure that? Number. That's a good. That's a good question. We'll have to we'll have to think about that and and uh, bring it up on another show. How would you measure morale? Because you know you should measure it. What 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 gets measured gets changed. Surveys gets is probably one of the easiest ones. But do people tell the truth on surveys? Not no. And and it's yeah. just like you know surveys with customers. And I think that surveys will probably be a topic for us in a in a later podcast. But uh, you know same thing with customers. Do they always tell you the truth? And if they do, is it the right truth, the full truth? Right. You know all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's a good, good question. So, um, you know, when they talked about reinventing uh, team building exercises, let's go into our picks because I think that that goes right along with your pick this this week, doesn't it? Yeah, my, my pick was it. It was a team building exercise, and it's it's the way we did it. Um, we had a big sales meeting, and it can, I think it can be done with with any group, accounting group, IT engineers, whatever. Um, we went cart racing. It was indoor cart racing. But what we did is we made we made three or four different teams of eight people each, and we did it Le Mans style. That's awesome. So 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 you know what it it provided not just a team building exercise where people did something together. We were under stress because we drove for two and a half hours, not each, but as a team, um, and it was the most laps completed in two and a half hours. That team won, and so where you had to where you had to make sure that the uh, exchanges were good were when one driver got out of the car and the other driver got in the car. So that exchange, the speed of that exchange, got you back on the road faster. And uh, people would come off sweating. It was you know because you're you're not going around in just a circle like NASCAR. It's it's Le Mans style lefts and rights. Right. So, uh, wow. Break, breaking gas. So two and a half hours straight of driving eight people. So you, you drove for about 15 minutes, maybe 18 minutes each, and uh, you just kept on switching. That's was good. That sounds like a lot of fun. So it my was, it was good. So my pick of the week is actually a, a movie that I can't wait to uh, see, and that is Rogue One. But I was but I was thinking about this is of course that's the new uh, Star Wars movie that's getting ready to come out. But what a great uh, morale booster there of taking the team to see a movie. Those those nerds at work that are interested in going to see uh, <laughs> you know Star Wars movie. You know to, you know and just uh, having a, a little group a group outing. You know so I don't know <laughs> being creative. Well, that's that's true. You always see that you can rent the theater for group outings. You know, why not have why our not group's have not even monthly? Our group's not even big enough where we'd have to rent it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. so I, I think this was uh, an important one for us to to discuss and bring up. You know, as we 
have these podcasts, you know, we think about uh, all the different things that drive and affect the organization, and that's why we wanted to talk about this one. So I hope that everybody enjoyed this one, and we will chat with you guys next week. We'll see you, Sean. See you, Les. Bye, Jake. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.